Welcome to the End Times Podcast. Hi, my name is Dr. Stephen Finney, and I will be your host. We hope that you enjoy our podcast today. In the book of Revelation, we learn that Jesus offers warnings of the apostasy that was soon to come upon the churches. These warnings included forsaking your first love, toleration of global cults, toleration of immorality, the church being without conviction, which is, of course, the dead church, and worse yet, becoming lukewarm in your faith. While he was firm in his corrections, Jesus offered a solution to each. However, the solutions were unpleasant in nature, like repent, remain faithful, judgment, enduring through the end times, wake up and strengthen what remains, and turn from indifference. Let's take a closer look at what the Lord's message was to the seven churches. John was instructed to write to the seven churches in Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamon, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. These churches were in the Roman province of Asia, or modern-day Turkey. On a map, you can start with Ephesus and go clockwise around the list. They were all probably started by the Apostle Paul and his helpers a few decades before Revelation was written. They had been established long enough to have a reputation and have a history of deviating from their original good intentions. John addressed the letter to the angels of these churches. It is never made clear whether the angels were literal angels assigned to these churches, or whether they are the lead elders of those churches, or possibly something or somebody other than that. It was probably self-evident to those churches, even though it is unclear to modern readers. The second and third chapters of Revelation are the words that Jesus spoke to these churches as recorded by John. Each of the seven churches gets their own very specific message from Jesus. The message generally starts off with a recognition of their current status, goes into a critique of their actions, and ends with a promised reward for those who correct their actions. The letters are written to the seven churches, but since the churches are made up of individuals, the letters are also written to the individuals in those churches. Also, though the letters are written to the churches that existed at that time, the messages are certainly meant to be applied to all churches throughout all time. The first church to receive its message was in Ephesus, a leading city of the region with the largest church. Ephesus was well known for having a huge pagan temple dedicated to Artemis and was well known for its decadent lifestyle. Jesus praises the Christians for their hard work and perseverance. He is pleased that they cannot tolerate wicked people who want to be among them, and that they reject false apostles and the false teachings of the Nicolaitans. He criticizes them with the scary verse, but it is not the scariest verse. Jesus tells the Ephesians that they have left the love they had at first for him, they started with a fervent, faithful love, but now they have a shallow love for him. Their actions are faithful, but their hearts are not. 
He says that if they do not change, he will remove their lampstand, which might mean that he will end their existence. That is scary. But he says that those who are victorious will get the right to eat from the tree of life. The second church to receive his message was in Smyrna. Jesus recognizes that the people in that church are financially poor, but are spiritually rich. Jesus knows they are being persecuted by the Jews, but points out that those Jews are of Satan, not God. He warns the church that it will surely suffer persecution. However, Jesus reminds them that those who endure persecution and remain faithful to Jesus, even to the point of death, will receive life. Those who are victorious through persecution will not be hurt at all by the second death. This message to Smyrna must have certainly opened some eyes. Jesus was clear that the persecution of the churches would be certain, long-lasting, and would include death. He was not sugarcoating his message in any way. The promise of not being hurt by the second death must have been encouraging but bewildering. What was the second death? The third church to receive its letter was Pergamum. Jesus acknowledges to the church that it lives in an evil city so evil that Satan has his throne there. Even with the evil, and even with the martyrdom of Antipas in their city, they remained faithful and did not renounce the name of Jesus. However, even with their faithfulness, Jesus is unhappy some of the Christians in Pergamum follow false teachings. He warns them to change their ways or he will certainly come to fight against them. That is scary, but not the scariest verse. Jesus says he will reward each person who overcomes false teaching with hidden manna and a white stone with a personal new name written on it. These rewards must have been very encouraging to those in Pergamum. Can you imagine Jesus giving you a white stone with a new name on it that only you and Jesus know? Talk about best friends forever. The angel of the church at Thyatira got the fourth message. They must have been very encouraged to hear that Jesus knew of their deeds, love, faith, service, and perseverance, that they were doing more than they did even at the first. The angel of Thyatira must have been on the edge of being prideful when he heard those words. Then Jesus lowered the boom. Jesus is through with them tolerating a woman who pretended to be a prophet but was leading the people of the church into sexual immorality. He names this woman Jezebel, a direct reference to the most evil woman in the Old Testament. He says he gave her time to repent, but she has chosen not to. So Jesus will torment her, kill her children, and make those who sin with her suffer intensely. Why so harsh? So all the churches will know that he knows their hearts and will repay each according to their deeds. He asks the faithful ones in the church to continue to hold on, and they will be victorious. Those who are victorious will rule under his authority and will be given a morning star. Can you imagine that? Receiving a morning star as your own.
patience. We're almost to the scariest verse in the Bible, but first let's discuss the letter to Sardis. Jesus says that Sardis has a reputation for being alive, but is a dead church. He begs them to come alive and repent. However, there are still a few faithful believers in Sardis, and Jesus wants them to stay faithful. The reward for the faithful is spectacular. Their names will be in the book of life, and Jesus will personally acknowledge them before God and his angels. Try to imagine that. Jesus, standing before God and his angels, calling out your name as one of the faithful. Gives me the shivers to think that could be my name he is calling out. Two churches to go. Jesus has only good things to say to the church at Philadelphia, the first city named for brotherly love. Jesus compliments them for enduring trials even though they have little strength left. Since the church has been faithful, he will open doors for them that nobody can shut. And he will have their enemies acknowledge that Jesus loves them. Since they have been faithful, Jesus will protect them from some of the upcoming trials and will make them an integral part of the coming kingdom of God. Can't you imagine how those Christians at Philadelphia must have been when they heard this message from Jesus? They had been the true and faithful servants Jesus had talked about while he was on earth. We at Laodicea looked at the Christians at Philadelphia in a new, rather envious way now. Apostasy is a nasty word. Counter to modern interpretations, it's not atheism. It is not unsaved people falling away. Fact is, to enact apostasy in your life, you must believe and then fall away from the holy words of God in his doctrines. Apostasy is the ultimate sin that sends fake Christians to hell. Apostasy is not describing people who reject Christianity or even deny the truth of the gospel of Jesus. On the other hand, falling away has a more streamlined agenda. It describes followers of Christ, fake Christians, by intentionally turning their backs on Christ, denying God, Christ, the second coming, faith in Jesus, and the end times prophecies. When people deny the absolute truth of God's holy word, apostasy truly kicks in high gear. It is a refusal to be separate from worldly friends and culture. Thank you for joining us on the End Times Podcast. Until next time...